Hey, it's Pastor Caleb with CWC here in Winston-Salem with your Lent devotional for March 13th. So glad you're joining us. I hope that your fast, whether you chose to fast with us on Fridays from breakfast and lunch, or if you chose your own personal fast, I hope it's going well. I hope that you see God moving in your life and uh, and your spiritual formation is is doing well. Um, So today, we're going to be in John 7, verses 16 through 34. John 7, verses 16 through 34. This is the section of John where Jesus is at the Festival of Booths, or the Festival of uh, Tabernacles. And this is essentially an autumn festival that the the temple puts on. Uh, It's in Jerusalem, and it celebrates the Exodus and um, God's provision during the wilderness, or in the wilderness. So the manna, the water, the um, the doves that are flying low, um, where God provides, you know, in when they're in traveling to the promised land. So let's join together, John seven verses sixteen, or excuse me, fourteen through thirty four. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are, you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, through, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now, if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed in him. They said, When the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent the temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where am I where I am you cannot come? This is the word of the Lord. So a pretty good chunk of text today, but we're going to focus in on on a couple of verses up here at the beginning where it says in verse 23, now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath. 
What Jesus is getting at there is kind of the, not kind of, it's the same thing that he's been getting at for most of the book of John is that you, in in your practice of you know Judaism, you have elevated the law above the point of the law. So when this particular story happens at the festival of the tabernacle, which is in a very intentional thing. You know, this is where the in the Exodus is when the Jewish people received the law, and it was the thing that was the intent was to keep the Jewish people free. You gotta remember, they were slaves in Egypt. God brought them out with a mighty arm and an outstretched hand, and he freed them from that slavery. And the whole point of the law, when you read it and you study it and you kind of get into the culture of it, the whole point of the law was so that the people of Israel would be free, that they would be promoting freedom, and that they would not enslave others. So now fast forward to Jesus' time in the festival that celebrates this very thing, the provision of God in the desert during this Exodus period. They're angry at him because he has healed a man. He has healed a man's whole body on the Sabbath, which is a breaking of the law. So they're angry because he broke the law, which was supposed to give freedom, and they're trying to you know, entrap him essentially with that law because he didn't do what they liked. But then he kind of turns it around on him and says, by the fulfillment of your law, you're breaking the law because you circumcise people on the Sabbath, which you're angry about. Now, it's kind of a double meaning also. And not only is he kind of turning it back in their face with you're breaking the law by keeping the law by circumcising people. Well, the circumcision was a symbol of an outward purity, like it was a symbol of being a part of the people of God, being a called part of the people of God. It was something you show you could show on the outside that you were in, you know, in the family. To all of a sudden he says, Look, y'all are so hung up on this outward sign that you've missed, it's way more about what's going on inside of you. And this is so important for so many reasons because, you know, humans are just, we are obsessed with how people perceive us. And we, we wear certain clothes or we wear our hair a certain way to try to signal something about ourselves. Well, if your external appearance does not, you know, reflect your inward, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you... You know, if you wear all the right clothes, but you're a terrible person, it doesn't matter. It, what matters is how you actually are, you know, how you actually treat people, how you actually interact with the world, what the things you actually do. One of my favorite examples of this is workout clothes are so popular right now. Everybody wears yoga pants and workout clothes and hoodies and all that kind of stuff. It's the style. But let me just tell you, if you don't ever work out, it doesn't matter how many workout clothes you wear. It just doesn't. If I know you're trying to look like a person who works out, but we can all tell if you don't work out. So wearing workout clothes does not equate working out, period. It just doesn't. <laughs> and in the same way, just because you're circumcised doesn't mean you're holy. You have to like be circumcised. You know, Jesus says your heart has to be circumcised. So the change has to be internal to be an external flowing of holiness. So that is the, that's going to be the start of this week. That's going to be uh, a constant pursuit in your life, but that's something that you should do today. Reflect on how does your interior life 
you know, reflect your exterior actions. So like during this Lent period, I've encouraged you to fast, to study the gospel, to go to corporate worship. Is that something that's just happening on the outside, something you're doing for other people to see? Or is that something that's affecting the way you live your life day to day, the way you view the world, the way you treat those around you? Has it changed you internally? If it hasn't, it's okay. Keep doing those things, but keep praying that God will transform you, transform the inside, you know, so that the external things become who you are. The the practices that you commit yourself transform your internal self. So that's my prayer for you. That's the try or that's the that's the call is to allow these practices to shape you into who God is making you. So that they become not just a physical thing you do, not just an external thing you do, but they become a reflection of the internal change that God is doing through you. Hey, I'm praying for you. Have a great week, and I'll see you tomorrow.